it's so funny to me because I, you know, you're right. I started as a stand-up, and that was all I wanted to be. I, I didn't think about TVs, movies, and stuff. Then all these nice things happened, and I didn't get to do stand-up for a long time. And it was only a couple of years ago I got back, and so now I, it always tickles me. Some of my friends will say that their kids say, "Wait a minute, Doctor Owens from Stranger Things is going to try to be funny." Welcome to the Gary Scott Thomas Show. Here's what we know. The podcast with unexpected conversations. Listen each week as we engage in unscripted conversations where we'll be just as surprised as you will be with where the dialogue goes. So join us each week and be privy to the captivating conversations that are sure to ensue. Here's your host, Gary Scott Thomas. So when they asked me, do you want to talk to Paul Reiser? I said yes. And then, Paul, after looking at how busy you are, I'm shocked you even have time to call me right now. Thank you. I always make time for you above everybody. Absolutely. I'm glad to know that I'm on the top of your list because I'm not there for a lot of other people. (laughs) That doesn't seem right. No, happy to talk to you. Happy to, uh, yes. I'm coming. I'm coming to your area. I thought I would call you. Well, it, as most people do, and I appreciate that. Cobb's Comedy Club, August 11th, has got a show. Matter of fact, you've got a couple of shows all the way through December. You're going to come back and forth, so you have three three gigs there, right? I'm. Uh, no, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, no, I'm there. Eleventh uh, and twelfth. I'm there. Uh, I think it's four shows. Oh, Maybe the eleventh and twelfth. That's uh, right. It's three shows. It's eleventh and twelfth. You know what the problem is, Paul? It should be the big font comedy tour for me too. I read yes. it wrong. Yes. <laughs> Somebody said, "Why do you Why do you call your tour the big font?" I said, "Why do you think? Because <laughs> I can't see small font anymore. I need things big. I, am... I, I just." And you never can get enough of it. No matter how big you make the font, the next size up is even better. I am so glad you are doing stand-up again. I mean, because because <laughs> there's there's a whole lot, lot of people who think you are just a TV guy. Uh, some people think you're just a, a book guy because you've written everything. And now, because the Stranger Things and Dr. Owens, they, you know, they have, they have no idea. And for me, I well, fell in love with you on stand-up. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. It's so funny to me because I, you know, you're right. I started as a stand up and that was all I wanted to be. I, I didn't think about TVs, movies and stuff. Then all these nice things happened and I didn't get to do stand up for a long time. And it was only a couple of years ago I got back. And so now I, it always tickles me. Some of my friends will say that their kids say, wait a minute, Dr. Owens from Stranger Things is going to try to be funny. I go, would you smack the kid? And I'm not try. I, yeah, this is what I do. But in fairness, you know, I hadn't I hadn't been out there for for quite some time, so it's a reasonable thing. But I missed it, man. I really I really missed doing stand up and all these other shows and the Comiskey Method and the boys. They're great, and it's great fun to be invited and to play. But to me, and and I think this is true for all my comedian friends, there's just nothing like live. You know, playing live. And San Francisco is is a legendarily great uh, comedy town and Cobbs you know I remember playing Cobbs when they were in a uh, much <laughs> dinkier place it's a beautiful theater now but it used to be a much smaller club so uh, I'm looking forward I haven't been there in, in years so but I'm looking forward to uh, the weekend of uh, August 11th and 12th let me nice ex- to be back in town let me explain your problem to you Paul Reiser you're too damn talented you for your own good 
Is that what it is? You are too talented. Nobody has these eyes. I, I, I'll put it this way. I've got a buddy of mine. I play golf, and he's really good at golf. And I said, you know what? I think the game for me is easier simply because of this. I'm not very good, so therefore, I don't have a lot of options. I can't bend the ball left <laughs> to right to do all this. Your problem is you have so many options. Well, you know, I it's it's been nice, and 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 uh, luckily lately, I only get I have to do things that I enjoy doing. So, uh, but, but you know, to me, and, and when I go to clubs, especially, you know, because I've been doing, mostly doing theaters and yeah. performing arts, and then I'm doing a little run of uh, smaller clubs now. People go, why? Especially when you go to a small town, people go, why are you in, you know, Podunk, Canada? I go because because. A because they invited me. Yeah, that's how that's how <laughs> discerning I am. Well, how'd you pick this club? Well, they invited me, so I went. So, so but I find the further you go, the happier people are to see you. If you stay in L.A. and New York, they go, we we, we don't care. But you go you go to the middle of nowhere to go. Hey, he's in Iowa. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, you're a New Yorker, guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. We just saw Ray Romano last night. Kevin Nealon's this afternoon. Yeah, yeah we, we, don't, we don't care. Yeah, we, we don't care. We, there, there's enough people who been on TV and do comedy here, folks. But you come out, you come out to Pocatello. Now much we're more thrilled. exciting. <laughs> I, yeah. Did you always? Because you said you started off in comedy. That's my thing. I can't think of anything more nerve wracking. The first. Six shows of being a comedian. Your first six shows. Well, uh, it's funny. I, I recently came across a cassette um, of the very first time I went on stage, 1973. I was in college, 74 maybe, and so I was 18. And I listened to it. I'm cringing, going, I can't believe that I thought that would be funny. You know, luckily, if, you know, you want to get better. It would be very sad to go, boy, I was great as a kid, and I suck now. That would be bad. You want the trajectory to go up. So, um, But when you when you start now, you're, you're protected by a shield of uh, ignorance. You just don't know how bad you are or how not good you are. And uh, luckily, you do get better. But, you know, it's funny. You say first six shows. I think it's 10 years, and a lot of comics will tell you the same thing. It's five, 10 years before you know what the hell you're doing. And, um, you know, I took a long time, as I said, took a long time off. And when I got back a couple of years ago, it took me a solid year just to get the muscle, you know, just to know how to do a whole show. And the beauty of it is it's always changing and you never really quite get it the way you think you want to get it. And so, I, I mean, I love, I, I, it's just the most fun part for me is getting to do, and then and say, uh, coming to Cobbs, I'm going to do three shows, and you get to really, and none of, no shows are the same, even if you're t- doing the same material. The audience makes it different, you know, and it's a live, interactive thing. And after two or three years of Zoom, it's nice to see people Amen. live. Amen. I I love it when it comes to stand up. What I love the best. I, I the comedy is wonderful. I love you guys who I think are true artists. And I don't throw that out with the hey, you're an artist. I, I'm saying <laughs> the fact that you figure out your rhythm, right? Because that's what we do. Any kind of entertainment thing, and I agree with you. It's yeah. ten or fifteen years before I ever figured out who I was. But I love a good comedian because once you establish your rhythm, and I I've always loved the rhythm with which way the way you do stand up. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but it, it, it's 
I, I think you're right. It's finding your finding out who you are on stage. I don't think I ever, you know, set out to like create anything, and, and you know, but just the more. <laughs> I talk like myself. I go, oh, that feels good, you know. And uh, you know, people say people who knew Man about knew me for Man about you. They go, well, how 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 does it? You know, how much is that like you? I go, let me tell you. I wrote that show and created that show specifically to be like me, so I wouldn't have to act too much. You know, <laughs> it was the shortest distance. How much can I I'll call the guy Paul so I don't get confused? So. And, you know, and it's the same with stand-up. It's like, you know, sometimes I'll tell a story to a friend, like, oh, that's funny, you should do that. Like, really? I can tell that on stage? And then when you do, uh, it's, you know, when it when it works, when it's true to you, it's funny. Sometimes I'll do a bit and I go, you know what? That doesn't sound like me. It, does, it just doesn't, that sounds a little too whatever, too macho or too opinionated or too something. It's like, yeah, you find it. You, you find what feels like. The audience tells you, go, yeah, that's, that sounds right. Do that you, one didn't sound right. Do you ever in this, because I think this is fascinating, because I know a lot of songwriters, Paul, we do, right? And and a songwriter sometimes or a singer will sit back and go, I wrote something, but it didn't sound like me. So I called up a guy and yeah. said, hey, here's this song. I think it sounds like you. Have you ever done that with a bit? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, sometimes it come up. Uh, yeah, but, but you know, I, I'm not really a joke writer. So, like, I don't, I you know, there are guys who come up with great lines. But, uh, yeah, sometimes uh, you come up with a thing and, like, oh, you know what, you you do this. Um, uh, it doesn't, yeah, you, you know, and that's, it's a real community, comedians. And, and I think it's the same with musicians, too, be less so with actors. Nah, but but anyway, it's, it's a real supportive, mutually supportive thing. In the, in the beginning, when you're all hanging out at the clubs and you watch each other, and all the time, every night, people go, hey, you know what, that bit, you know what, it might be a good line to go after that, or maybe put this bit with that other bit, like, oh, thanks. Uh, you know, it's it's a communal effort, and, and, and you see it. Sometimes you don't, you think of it yourself, but a free comedian friend watching you will think of, think of something. I'm just the other night. A guy said, hey, try this line after that. I said, oh, that's good, thanks. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, it's always a work in progress. I think that is amazing, and I, I love your stand-up. I've decided to adopt your method on eating and staying healthy, where you just oh, eat, good. Yeah. <laughs> you just eat one really yeah. bad thing a day. <laughs> yeah, one big piece of cake. You know why? It helps you pinpoint the problem. You go, I think if I were to cut out the cake, I would probably lose weight. <laughs> I'm not going to cut it out, but I've isolated the problem, and that's half the battle. <laughs> I just love the whole thing. Do you, when, cause you were saying like you wrote mad about you and stuff with you and Helen. Hey, I forgot about that bit. I forgot about that. Thank oh. you. I haven't done that bit in a while. Oh, now I'm going to remember to put that back in. You've got to do that. I howled. I absolutely howled. You just sat back and said, yeah, well, you can eat this, 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 uh, but you know, okay, this. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sitting back here in my studio dying laughing and my son walks in and he goes, are you okay? <laughs> That's very nice. Thank you. And I'm like, I'm good with that. I, I did want to ask you what you were, cause you were doing mad about you and you, you said you write from your own experiences because you were, you were married, you're going through that, all that stuff. I have this theory. Is it easier? Can you still make your wife laugh when you're one-on-one -on -one, or is it easier to make her laugh in a group when there's an audience? And maybe you understand what I mean by that. I do. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yes, I can still make a left one on one, and 
And uh, in fact, just the other day, I said, I, it, was, it wasn't even something I said. It was something I was thinking of saying that I realized if I were to say this out loud, you would be you would be so wrong and so misconstrued. And I told him, she goes, God's really funny. You should do And I did it on space that night. I went, okay, it worked. And, and the premise of the bit, well, I'm not going to do the bit, but the bit was, I was looking at her, appreciating her. And I was just, I just had a nice moment of just watching her. I said, boy, I married such a wonderful woman. Uh, here's the bit. And I, was literally, I literally was looking at her and I was thinking, God, how lucky I am. She does so much for me and my and the kids. And where would I be without her if, God forbid, ever something happened to her? And the thought that entered my head was I started thinking, what would life be if, God forbid, you know, she weren't around? And if you were to ask me at that moment, what was I thinking? What would come out of my mouth was, I was just picturing if you were dead. I went, that's, and that does, that's not at all reflective of what I was thinking. And I told her, I said, I don't know if she's going to find this funny. And luckily she did. I go, it started off well. I was thinking something so sweet, but it sounds terrible when I say it. So what do you do with that? Maybe just keep your mouth shut and don't say it. See, my theory, I think sometimes I can make my wife laugh more in groups because if I tell a story, I can embellish it and get away with it. But when you're doing one-on-one, you can't embellish, right? So it's not as funny. Well, true, but, but you know, I'll tell you something. There's, there's another factor. I remember, you know, my wife will laugh at a, at a, a dirty joke as well as anybody, and she will love a filthy joke. And she couldn't at it, but she'll laugh at it. I remember one time I told her this joke. And it was horrible, you know, but it was dirty, and she laughed. Then we go out with some friends, and I tell that joke, and she just has to pretend in front of these people that she's mortified. And she looks at me, I go, what the hell? You laughed yesterday. Like she she never met me in her life. And I went, wow, I think I do better one-on-one with her. When in a group, I don't know, she's taking the other side. So you, you never know. That's the answer, Gary. You never know. And we got our rhythm, right? My rhythm with a, yep. my wife is a group. Yours, one-on-one. Exactly. You have to find your audience. Let's talk about the inevitable. End of life. Once I leave this earth, I can't do anything for my loved ones. But I've just learned by pre-planning a funeral or cemetery in advance takes the guesswork out when death occurs suddenly and your mind is clouded with grief. Dignity Memorial can help. My friend Tina Scurla pre-plans funeral and cemetery arrangements so loved ones don't have to. They're North America's largest provider of funeral, cremation, and cemetery services. They're dedicated to getting every detail right, and they do that by listening to you. I know it's a hard subject, but I also know we all see the sense and value of what Dignity Memorial does. Use the promo code Gary to get 25% off at Willow Glen Funeral Home. Reach out to my friend Tina Scurla today. She's committed to helping families not go through the tragedy of loss alone. Click on the link, use the promo code Gary, or email her at dmppatinascurla.com or call 408-398-7050. And I do have to ask you, because I know you're limited on time, but you started off, you you graduated a music degree from SUNY in New York, if I'm not, not mistaken. Yep. Okay. I, yep. On my research, I found that you opened once for Buddy Rich. Uh, not, yes, I did. Uh, at, the, <laughs> at the bottom of 1980, December 1980. Um, that was... Uh, that was my first kind of out of the comedy club gigs. It was at the Bottom Line, which is a legendary club. Springsteen played there. Some very famous shows there, and everybody played there. And Buddy Rich and I did, you know, twenty minutes. And I remember going backstage 
before the show. And he's I'm like, well, Buddy Rich, you know, he's a legend. And and I, I kind of knocked or walked into his dressing room and I said, Mr. Rich, he had his back turned to me. And he turned around and he was sort of hiding. <laughs> he, had, he had a lit joint in his hand and he didn't know who I was. And I said, oh, hey, man, I just want to say hi. I'm the opening comic. And then he offered me the joint. I said, well, no, I, I don't, thank you. I don't do that. But how cool that I just got offered a joint by Buddy Rich. I, love I hope I didn't besmirch his, uh, his, his uh, legacy just Any, now. Anybody sure. who's wow. a- Anybody who's a fan of Buddy Rich, that's, I mean, when you get that, you're like, yeah, no, that. Yes. But it was, a, but the, I can't, you can't see it on the radio, but the sort of the smooth motion that he kind of moved his hand in case I was a cop uh, or whatever. It was just a very smooth, jazzy move. I have so enjoyed this, and I know you're out of time, but Cobb's Comedy Club, August 11th to 12th, three shows, Paul Reiser, paulreiser.com, R-E-I-S-E-R, just in case you haven't forgotten how to spell it, the sure. Bill Comedy Tour. This has been so much fun, and I want to get on your list Thank to do you, this Gary. again. Uh, you bet, and uh, come on by the show if you're if you're able to, and say hi. I will absolutely do that. Paul, thank you so much. You bet. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for joining us this week. If you loved this episode, please subscribe, download a few more episodes, and please leave a review. Reviews really help us get this out to more people like you. Also, we'd love to hear what your favorite part was. Be sure to join us on social media to engage in even more unexpected conversations. Until next time. 